time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in to this podcast. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your host, Stephanie J. So happy, so excited, so delighted just to be with you again today, just to have another opportunity to just talk to you and share my heart. As always, I hope and I pray that you are having a good day, wherever you may be doing, wherever you are. And this is, of course, the day that the Lord has made. I don't know about you. I didn't make it. I would not even know where to begin. So it's a day that the Lord has made and the Bible declares that we should be rejoicing and be glad in it. And what does it mean to rejoice? It means to experience joy and gladness in a high degree, to be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations, and to exalt. And my acronym for rejoice is REACH EVERY DAY for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. So... The last episode I was talking about, it is time for this. And I want to jump back into that today. This may be the last episode or maybe I'll do another one. I don't know. I have to fill it out and see how I'm feeling by the time I finish this, this, D-I-S, this, because that is the spelling of the title. It is time for this. I'm sitting here. I remember to bring my faith cup up. I talked about it a few episodes ago. I purchased it from the Dollar Tree. It's such a cute little cup. It's a black and white plaid, and it has like a cloud on the front and on the back. And it simply says faith. And it is a reminder when I look at it, what resources I really have to run this race. Yes, I'm talking about the Christian race. I'm talking about the race that we all find ourselves in in this life, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we know it or not, or whether we like it or not, whether we would choose it or not. This is where we are. And I talked um, about a lot of things in those previous episodes on it is 
time out for this talking about the things that we need to let go of or leave alone. So I'm just trying to encourage you on this brand new day. If you are alive and you are hearing my voice, regardless as to what may be going on in your world, you're alive. And so you have another opportunity to do something, to do something different, to change some things, to rearrange some things and just keep on pushing. So that's what we're talking about. And so I just want to jump back into it right here, right now, because my time is going to run down quickly. And so, um, we're all aware of the times that we're living in. And I know that each of us are facing different circumstances, different situations. Maybe some people have it going on. Maybe some people have their lives in order. Everything, you know, maybe going pretty smooth for the most part. And that's, that's wonderful, but it is not like that for everyone. And so I am talking to someone out there right now who is feeling lonely, someone who is feeling tired, someone who is feeling frustrated. Yes, we have these range of emotions. They are God-given emotions and we are allowed to experience them. I know there are many books on how to be happy, how to be joyful, how to be grateful, how not to be sad, how to deal with your anger, how to manage your anger. You know, and I, I've read a lot of the books, but I read the book, the book of all books. And did you know that the Bible deals with a lot of those emotions and things too? The Bible deals with the heart. It deals with, uh, what we go through on a daily basis. It, it talks uh, very candidly about almost everything that could ever affect us. Maybe not specific answers to your questions. And it would be great if you can turn to a section of the Bible that had, you know, uh, Stephanie J's life. And it just had everything written down, every question, every answer. Every, that would be just grandiose. But unfortunately, it's not like that. But you can find the answers that you need. And if you read through the Psalms, if you're feeling sad, I, I used to encourage people uh, many times, especially when I was a worship leader and I would exhort over services um, on various ministries that I was a part of. I was over the music department. And so this is an area that I have dealt with um, for many, many years. And those of you who are worshipers and those of you who are intercessors, meaning you pray and you stand in a gap for people, those are two ministries that I've been operating in for many, many years. And so those of you who are there or have been there, you understand that that puts you on the front line of attack for the enemy, especially where your emotions are concerned. And so you have to know how to guard your emotions. And a lot of times prayer and worship and spending time in the word of God, that's half the battle right there. Um, because the enemy is definitely going to try his best to attack you, to pull you down, to keep you down so that you cannot lift others up. 
And so I would encourage people often, you know, spend some time reading the book of Psalms, spend some time, you know, just uh, downloading the word of God into your spirit. And so when the attacks come, because they will, they do, it happens. You, you cannot, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking of some episodes I did, I think last month on, um, worship and praise. When I was doing those particular episodes, I was also working on a book a booklet that I published on Amazon called Simply God's Word on Worship and Praise. And in the midst of, you know, typing out that material and setting up to do the podcast, I was attacked emotionally um, just by an innocent, and I'm not going to take the time to, you know, to go through it in detail, but it's relevant here. I'm trying my best to encourage people to be inspiring, to be uplifting. And I'm all excited about the fact that I'm almost finished this book. And, you know, I go outside just to take my trash out and run to the mailbox and things. And, and there's my little Ethiopian neighbor. She's about three years old. And I just walk right in, into the yard and I walk right into an attack of the enemy. Uh, she asked me, uh, where's my brother? I think she said brother first. And I said, uh, I, I don't have a brother anymore. She said, oh, where's your mom? I said, I don't have a mother anymore. She said, oh, where's your sister? I, I said, I, I don't have a sister. Oh, where's your dad? I said, well, my dad is home and I'm trying to walk away from this little girl. And by the time, say 10 minutes later from me running to the dumpster, running to the mailbox. And then I come back and she's in the yard. And then she yelled again. She said, where's your dad? I said, my dad's at home. I said, have a nice day. Okay. Just that little two minute walk to go back through the yard and come through my patio door. I sunk about 10 degrees lower than when I previously walked out because my mother is deceased and my brother is deceased. And so and the, the day before that was my mother was the memorial of my mother's birthday, you know, which was the, you know, memorial holiday. Her birthday was the 26th. So this happened on the 27th of May. And it immediately put me into a slump because what I was not thinking on and what I was not focusing on was now boom, right in front of my face. And so you deal with things and you go through things. And I had to, you know, do like David and encourage myself in the Lord, because then your mind starts to go back and your mind starts to think of the losses and the hurts and the, oh, yesterday would have been her you know, 65th birthday. And it's been 20 plus years since she's been gone and 20 plus years since my brother's been gone. And, 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 you know, it, you, you can't stay there. So you have to do something. If, if you don't, if you don't deal with it, then you will find yourself slumped into a depression and, and feeling angry and feeling hurt and rejected and abandoned all of these different emotions that we go through. And trust me, that's what the enemy was intending. That's what he wanted to see happen. But instead I went into the booth, uh, the studio closet that, uh, my husband and I had been, you know, recording in for many years. And I got in there and I sang, I won't complain. And I gave thanksgiving and I gave praise 
until about 20 minutes until I felt that heaviness lift off of me as a worshiper. That is what I do. And the times that I did not handle things that way, I found myself on the other end of the road and I felt, found myself slipping into those feelings of depression and loneliness and sadness and crying. And, you know, I did cry that day, but I released it. And then I got right back in the room. I signed on, I did some podcast episodes and I took what could have been negative and I turned it into a positive. So that's all I'm saying. We will have to face things, but you know what? It is time for this. It's time to get up. It is time, in some cases, I'm just going to say it just like this, it's time for some of us to grow up. The Apostle Paul said, when I was a child in Corinthians, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And that's not just man as in the male, because the Bible says there is no division in, in, in uh, the sex of a male or female. In fact, God created us one. He created man. He, in the first man, it tells you, I think in Genesis chapter six, that God had originally named man, Adam, Adam, man was for Adam and Eve. It was Adam that changed Eve's name. When God brought her to, uh, Adam, Adam said, now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. He says, she shall be called woman because she was taken from man. And then he said, and she, and he called her Eve, 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 -E, the mother of all living. So, you know, we are, especially in marriage, we are supposed to be one. That is not always the case for many reasons. And yes, the enemy is very divisive in marriage, but you know what? It is time out for all of this. And it is time for this. It is time for us to get in the word of God. It is time for us to get in Christ and allow him to take control. They had that song. I heard it many a times, I guess a few years back, it was really popular. Jesus take the wheel. It is time to let him take the wheel because he knows what is to come. He knows where we are. It is time for us to stop trying to do our own thing and time for this. It is time for this. It is time for us to walk together in unity and agreement according to his plan, not man's plan, not your will, not my will, but father, thy will be done. Because as the apostle Paul said, we are living in perilous times. We are living in a day like no day that we have seen before. And yes, Stephanie J is forecasting and proclaiming that this is a brand new day. But how many of you realize that even these brand new days look like some of the other days that you've had? Even when you think you're in or feel that you're in or should be in a new season of your life, even when it feels like things are picking up and things just, you know, seem like they just turned the corner. How many of you know the enemy never gives up? How many of you know that he will never let you go? How many of you know that he does not want to release you from his grips? How many of you know that he does not want you out of bondage? How many of you know that he does not want you happy? How many of you know that he does not want you free? But the Bible that I read, it says, he whom the son sets free, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N, Jesus Christ, he whom the son sets free 
is free indeed. So Jesus came to make you free. He said in the book of Galatians chapter three, the apostle Paul wrote, he said, Jesus Christ bore the curse of the law. He said, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So Jesus bore our curse. So my question today, as I'm talking about, it is time for this. Why are we still living as if we're under the curse? Don't fall for the lie that, oh, Adam messed up and things are like this and things have to stay like this because of what Adam did. No, 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 devil. That's a lie from the pit of hell because Jesus Christ came to undo what Adam did. Adam was the first Adam. He messed up. The second, the last Adam came in his place and he became the perfect sacrifice. He shed his blood on Calvary's cross that we might have life and a, a right to life more abundantly. In John 10 and 10, Jesus said, for the thief, that is Satan, the adversary. He said, for the thief cometh but for to still kill and to destroy. So when you look at your life, look at your life right now. Take some time to meditate and think. I know I said, don't go back to the past, but this is a necessary reason just to reflect just a little bit. I didn't say stay there. I didn't say go back to those things of the past. I'm saying, look over your life. Look over the span of the last several years in your life. Do you see a bunch of stealing? killing and destroying? Do you see destruction in your life? Do you see destruction in your finances, destruction in your marriage, destruction in your relationships, relationships with your children, with your parents, with your family members? Do you see that? Because I know that I have, and for many years, now, that is the work of the enemy. You need to understand that you have an enemy and he is real. It is time for this. It is time for you to open up your eyes. It is time for you to recognize that you have an enemy and his only operative or his only reason for existing, his only reason for showing up in your life is one of those three purposes, to kill, to still to destroy and he will use anything and anyone he can it could be that very person that you're laying your head next to on that pillow at night it could be someone in your own household did not jesus say a man's foes will be those of his own house we are living in that day and time where the bible says you better watch as well as pray the bible tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves the bible tells us to be sober to be vigilant it tells us in ephesians to to, to gird up for war in Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18, it tells you to put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand, may, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. It is time for this. It is time to get up, get your armor on and get in the war. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. How many years are we going to fight this war on drugs only to see so many people's lives taken over? It, it went through so many stages and so many changes. And thank God, I can honestly say I never went that route. I thank the Lord for keeping me, for keeping his hands on me. I did not choose the party scene. I didn't choose the drugs and the alcohol and the nightclubs and the, all of that kind of stuff. I saw a lot in my childhood. My parents partied and did a lot of things that even as a child, when they were not in the church and in their backslidden state, they drank, they smoked, they partied, they had family over. 
I didn't like anything about that life and it deterred me away. And unfortunately, my brother gravitated more towards that lifestyle in his short span of 19 years. So we all can make our choices about how we choose to live and walk. That was never, never something that I was interested in. But when you look over your life, you have to examine. The Bible tells you. And so uh, now, you know, it, it was a big thing when, you know, crack cocaine and heroin and all of these things after people got destroyed off of that then the enemy came with something stronger and people started doing meth and crystals and whatever all that other stuff is i don't know i've heard some of that stuff i've watched some documentaries on it and i see how it just comes and it just just wipes people out just just takes everything from you that is the work of the enemy and some people have been blessed to recover from that in many areas and some people have died and never recovered from it some people are still alive and still walking still caught up in that bondage but the other side of that scripture jesus says but i have come that you might have life and life more abundantly and a lot of people twist that scripture and they make it to mean people have sold many books, tapes, CDs off of that very portion of the verse. Oh, Jesus came that you might have life and life more abundantly, meaning material possessions. So go get your house, go get your car, go get your bins, go get your Bentley, go get your jet, go get your house, go get that man, go get that woman, go get your diamonds, go get your rubies, go get your pearls, go get your land, go get your vacation spot, go get it, 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 get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You know, money cometh, money cometh, money cometh. Every year is a theme about all of these blessings and this abundance. But what about joy? What about peace? What about gentleness? What about meekness? What about it's time for this? What about the fruit of the Holy Spirit of God that you can have peace in the midst of chaos? What about the fruit of the Spirit being developed and cultivated in you that when epidemics and pandemics come, when COVID comes knocking at the door, it will bypass you because Psalm 91 says, a thousand may fall at my right hand, 10,000 at my right side, but it will not come not my dwelling. I don't know about you, but it's time for this because that is the word that I stand on this word right here is what I've been standing and keeping my children covered under for years he that dwelleth in the secret place it's time for this it's time for you to come up out from among them it's time for you to leave the mess it's time for you to leave the messy people don't you see year after year day after day after day these people are doing the same old stuff they're caught up in the same stuff you have to keep advising them about the same stuff you have to keep helping them with the same stuff every time you turn around they need the same stuff and it is a draining force in your life it's time for this wake up Yes, yeah, Spike Lee said it in that movie years ago. Wake up. I'm trying to get somebody's attention today. Wake up. It's time for this because the hour is late and I'm looking out of my window and it is dark outside. It's still daylight, but I can see the darkness coming in. The, the sun has already gone down and I see the darkness, but do you not know that the hour is late 
and it's getting ready to get even darker out here. And the Bible says that we should work the works of him while it is day for night comes when no man can work. Do you not, not know that the curtain is about to close? Do you not know that this is the last act of the play? Do you not know that we do not have forever? Do you not know that it is time for this? Wake up. Wake up and smell the coffee, as they used to say. Wake up. The enemy is trying his best to deceive you, to beguile you, to kill, to steal, to destroy, to continue to destroy our babies, destroy their lives and their future. Some of them are are being born hooked to drugs. And now it doesn't even have to be illegal substances. Now there's the opioid epidemic. You know, I remember uh, last year taking a video out of the library and looking at that. And my God, it is just so sad how many people, even people in the body of Christ who are hooked on prescription, legal authorized pills given from the doctors, from the pharmacies, the hospitals, People are walking around here doped up, trying to numb the pain. And I'm here to tell you today, as somebody take it from me, I'm talking from experience. I know what that pain feels like, and it is real. I am not negating that. I am not downplaying that. I have felt pain that was so real. The death of my mother, the death of my brother, and my brother was killed, and we never found out what happened to him. That was a very hard thing for me to deal with at a young age, 20, uh, 21 years old, when my brother was killed. I felt that pain because I didn't have anything to numb it down. I didn't have anything to dumb it down. I did not go take a drink or smoke something to put my head up on a cloud because I never understood. After you do all of that, okay, maybe you feel good momentarily escaping altering your mind. I don't know what that's like. I don't want, I'm afraid. I don't want to know what it feels like to alter my mind and, and, ch- oh, I don't, I don't even have time. My time is running out. But what I'm saying is I had to deal with that pain. And a lot of that pain came through tears and just crying and weeping and weeping and crying and screaming and, and, and lashing out in some instances. But the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm so glad that I know about that joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It is the Lord that has strengthened me. It is the Lord that has kept me. It is the Lord that continues to keep me. And so I'm talking to you from experience. Somebody out there, you need to hear me today before it is too late. I don't know how much time you have. I don't know how much time I have, but I know that time is running out. So it is time for this. It is time for you to make a conscious decision. It is time for you. If you do not know who Jesus is, if you do not know what he is offering you today, I would admonish you strongly, strongly, open up a Bible, pray. I don't care if you don't believe in him, just talk to him, ask him to make himself real, to manifest himself to you. Talk to someone that you know, someone that you trust, find somebody to help you get on the right path. You don't want to be found out here on the left side of the field. You want to be on the right side as Matthew 25 talks about. He said, he's going to separate the sheep from the goat. And he said, I'm going to say to those on my right, enter into my left. 
into my rest. And those on the left, the goats, he said, you're going to be cast into eternal damnation and darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't want to be on that end. So it would behoove you today as I am closing out this episode to please understand that it is time for this time to get it right. Or like my friend David says, those who don't get right, get left. You don't want to be left behind. You don't want to be left out. You do not want to enjoy the pleasures of sin in this sin sick world for a season and miss God. You want to be ready when he comes. You want to live your life. Every day is a brand new day and you get a choice. You get an opportunity. Joshua said, choose who you will serve. If it's Baal, don't act like you're doing God any favors by giving him a little time. And then all week long, you're doing things to glorify the devil and gratify the flesh. That's not going to do any good. You got to be all in this thing. You got to be in it to win it. The Bible says, put on the full armor. You have to be fully armed and ready for this war. And you need to understand today, listeners, you need to understand that this is for your life. You are fighting for your life. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. You got to fight. You got to fight your way through this thing. Don't sit there and listen to the lies of the enemy that is easy peasy and it's going to be a cakewalk. No, 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 no. That is not the case. You need to understand that Jesus Christ does make the difference and he is there to help you through. But as the song that I penned years ago that is on SoundCloud, you got to go through it in order to get to it. I pray your strength in the Lord. I thank you so much for your time. I look forward to speaking to you in another episode. You be blessed and I'll talk with you again.